biggest part of all this is building that community. I really hope that our listeners are gaining something from it and using it as a resource. Welcome to this week's episode of Beauty Babble. Today, we are doing an episode about ourselves, an intro about Beauty Babble, (laughs) and uh, kind of introducing ourselves. We figured it's a new season and a new year, and it would be a great way to um, reintroduce ourselves. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? I'm good, Doreen. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Why don't you start us off with how Beauty Babble got started? Yes. So actually that was, it's probably a year ago in January, actually. So it was Tara and I talking and, you know, I said, gosh, there's so many people that call in, email, touch base with us, asking questions and the amount of resources that we were giving out and ideas or at least direction, right? It wasn't that we had the answers to everything, but at least we, we knew people in the industry of how to direct them to maybe find their answers. And I said, you know, I think by hearing it today in our world, there's a, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's tons, but I wanted something more for beauty cult resource network of our clients that come to us and ask. That's where it kind of started. And then I was putting out more of an educational side of things like, you know, what was that first one called again? I think the ever ending search for the perfect complexion and to really kind of give people an insight view and like step back and really assess things and look at things as little reminders. Cause there wasn't the shows hadn't started quite yet. There wasn't a lot of education out there for people to keep learning and advance themselves. Right. So it started there and I kept adding on and then I kept asking people, Hey, why don't you come on be our guest, be my guest type of idea. And then, you know, short time after you and I were talking about it, cause I did bounce this off you quite a few times and then, you know, you became a little more available, Doreen, and then tell them how that all started. How did Doreen get involved in this? Yeah. Okay. So I think when I hear you talking, I want to maybe take it back a little bit, kind of take it out a little bit more and just say that this is part of the work that you do for Beauty Cult, correct? And that Beauty Cult, for those who don't know, is a beauty supplier in Edmonton. and beauty cult supplies across Canada. However, the, your role is really based in education and providing that knowledge to estheticians or beauty professionals. And that is how, and then that connects with how you were talking about this became a platform where you just wanted to knowledge share. And we, from anyone who's listened to the episodes, we really just keep it really within the bounds of knowledge sharing. This isn't a a promotion of any Oh, yes. In any way, right? So my background is long. I started working with Tara, who's the founder of Beauty Cult, back in like 2008. And I started with Baradin and worked, did some education for Baradin. And I had done some aesthetic work before that. I actually got certified right before I went to school to get my journalism degree. And I was working as an esthetician throughout that time. And when I graduated, I worked as a journalist for a while. And then I shifted into communications and I worked with Tara in the kind of, I did a lot of the technical manuals for Bernard Cassier and did a lot of the writing and behind the scenes 
stuff for a bit and went back to doing aesthetics as well. And then I had a family <laughs> and focused more on my communications profession. However, my heart has always been with aesthetics and with the beauty industry because it's ever changing. Like it's so interesting. You cannot get bored ever. Right. So this became when you were talking about it, I was like, this is the perfect marriage of both of these things. <laughs> so I, you know, inserted myself. Yeah. So like, yes, please join, please join. I think it'll be such an asset to have more and more people. And I think that's the biggest part of all this is building that community. I think we forget that that's part of it. I miss that part where, you know, go to shows and run into people that you haven't seen for a while, or you were going to your product knowledge class, or there was a new treatment that you went to and you ran into more people. And I think that's where it's not there as much as it used to be from what I was introduced to. Like I knew, I mean, we had master classes, we had advanced trainings, we had certification things, right? Like in the industry from business to product to whatever it was, like so many things. And then also the brands that I carried offered educational throughout the year as well, lots of support. And I find that's, I think the biggest thing is like, wow, where's all the support for everybody? Like, how are you getting through all of this? And, you know, I've been in the industry for a long time, plus 30 years, and it has changed a lot. And, you know, there was events and really cool events, like many, many distribution places would offer like an open house, but it wasn't a, just about selling the brands mm -hmm. that they carried. They had educational platforms in there. I, I actually was with Tara back then and I came in to help her with, you know, going into other distributors to help them with their education trainings and, and offer these different, you know, opportunities for people to keep evolving and, and learning and growing. And, and I think it's the motivation behind it to keep the passion going. Cause sometimes those negative things that happen, even though most of the time it's, if you look at the whole year, it's very small, but sometimes when they come, they come hard and fast in a big chunk, but we don't look at it as an over the year or even seasonal maybe. And, you know, I got through a lot because I shared with other people in the industry, other professions, professionals, other owners, things like that. And I think that's where this kind of evolved is to try to bring that back and education and training and not just by the brand. I mean, yes, that's what I'm here for, but this purpose was about, I mean, I used beauty call, right? I said, Hey, I think this would be a great idea to bring this out on a platform. And then we made it public. That's what mm -hmm. we did after when yep. you joined, I said, what do you think? Like, maybe we should bring this farther out so other people can see. So whether you're a client of beauty culture or not, that's okay. It's really about you know, networking, meeting people. And we keep uh, meeting more and more new people because people tell us about someone else. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Like, you know, interviewing people from the States and things like that, like that's coming. We just got to line our timing up with these people, yeah. but you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I really hope that it's, you know, our listeners are gaining something from it and using it as a resource is the biggest thing. And it's free. I mean, it's a tool for people to hear. And, you know, and if you guys have ideas, you know, please send them in. You can, it's always on the bottom of our episodes. You can also email us at any, you know, at me, for me directly, if you'd like. And we can, we can take apart the fact that, yes, I'm, you know, I'm, I work for beauty 
fault, Canada, but beauty babble is really for everybody in mm-hmm. the beauty industry. So just to clarify, to clarify all that, because it did start off with a resource for beauty cult accounts to give them back. And then just more and more people outside started to ask more questions. And I said, why we shouldn't hold this information. We should share it. And that's really what this was about was to share it to everybody. And it's been a lot of fun. It's challenging as well. Like to think about, are we giving an unbiased approach to this? Are we really looking at who were we bringing in? What information can we share with people? And we want it to be valuable some things will resonate with some and not with others and that's okay. But hopefully there's a topic that people find and, and can run with it or come up with ideas or use it. And yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. That's what I can say. I always look forward to these. To pat pat ourselves on the back. The thing that I think we've done well is we always talk about how it's a changing industry. There's so many, there's so many different paths you can take in this industry. And we've tried to bring on guests that are doing things in a maybe a different way and showing the options that there are out there. Like you don't have to, you know, graduate from your program and work in a spa directly. You can, you know, there's different ways. I mean, we interviewed Megan who has her own apprentice, like has an apprenticeship program. So there's different, there's so many different things, amazing things that are happening. And it's just kind of that sharing and bringing them to light as options for, Mm. for people. And another thing that we kind of talk about is how now more people are doing things independently. Like there's more independent. The soul. Solo, right? Right. And what you, you miss in that. And I remember when I worked in a spa, sometimes you needed to go and connect with your colleague and be like, oh, I, this, I've never seen this before. This is what I think. What do you think? And, you know, just stop bouncing that idea and just getting that, you know, second opinion, if you're unsure is really valuable. And we don't always have that when you're working alone. So a lot of times, like you said, like if there's questions or anything like that, like we're always open to receiving the questions and, you know, exploring the answers. Like we're not, don't tell my kids I'm saying this, but I don't know everything, but you know, we do have a wide network of really amazing uh, people in the industry that mm-hmm. have expertise in different areas. So we try to tap into that too. Yeah. I think too, that it's been so well received by professionals in the industry that are willing to give their information and share yeah. their knowledge. And, you know, when you start building that out, I think it just shows the positive side of the industry, which, like I said, we tend to forget sometimes. Yes, there's some negative side to things. And, you know, people have sometimes a different approach to how they handle things mm-hmm. in their world, which I know. But I think it also just really shows, you know, how many people want to yeah, I'm an open book. What do you want to know? It's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Yeah. We, we're like really attracting the people that is what we were wanting to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a huge component. Anyone we've talked to more so that say, oh, I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> that's yeah. our biggest challenge, right? That's why you'll see more the audio side of things. And we do try to keep it fun and engaging and casual. It's not a formal, hardcore professional level podcast Mm -hmm. we do want to keep it light and fun and but still interesting and resourceful and try to give as much information and yeah and there's something new all the time so 
I mean, we do our best, right, Jereen, trying to find new things, ideas, topic, what's hot out there, what's going on, you know, like I know the trends coming up, I did a lot of research last year, last spring, what was coming in the next year to two years in this industry. And I was excited when I, you know, learned holistic, holistic's huge. It's like, oh my God, this is so great. Cause that's my business was that, I mean, when I opened mm. up, why well, it opened, I was already open. I expanded more into a wellness spa. And I think it's so cool. There's so much out there at that time. People thought I was a little bit, you're going to do what? <laughs> yeah. I had yoga going on in the lower level in my spa. I had reflexology, I had Reiki, I had guests come in like for events and, and whatever they did. And I just, I always thought there's this wellness behind this industry mm -hmm. and I can see how much more now it's coming full fold as you guys, if you haven't seen the episode, just watch and see what people are doing and how they're expanding into this industry. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's so neat um, that it's full. It's just exactly where I wanted it. 20 years ago. And I <laughs> think, I on, say, sorry, in Edmonton at the time. Yeah. And there was right. one other place. So I should specify those listening yeah. in Edmonton specifically and surrounding areas that wasn't really known. And, yeah. and it was, it was a busy time in my life and my kids were really little then. So that's when I went really gray. I'll <laughs> do that to you. So I think on, you know, we always touch on your really rich background but give us a little bit of a rundown. You know, you're Sedesco trained, you've had a spa, you're an educator, but just, I want you to say it. <laughs> well, it, if I go back, let's, I'll, I'll try to do it point form, I think would possibly be the best. As you can see, I, I like to learn new things. We'll put it that way. And deep down, I love a challenge. And I think I get out of my comfort zone quite often. And I started really young doing it. Someone told me that one time, I can't remember how and when. And they said, you know, if you do that, you will get more comfortable and you will learn so much. And mm -hmm. like, it's been amazing journey. So way back when I first started, I got into this aesthetics program. Actually, I was here in Edmonton taking my course. Some of you folks that have been around a long time might remember the school name Marvell. It is now MC College. I'll give them a shout out. Um, I actually took my training there. But I didn't know what I really wanted to do. So I wanted something a little bit shorter because there was the Sedesco schools then, right? It was in Vancouver and we actually had one in Edmonton, but it wasn't Sedesco known. It was just a long program at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it was headed to that then. I don't even, sorry guys, I don't remember the name of the school, but the cost and the amount of time, I was like, I, I don't even know if this is a, a fit for me. So I went and did that course, not to put MC down, but it was a good foundational course to get me going and see what direction I wanted to go. Well, that led me to going to Vancouver because I seeked out, I wanted to know more. I discovered and said, well, now what the heck is the difference between, you know, a four and a half month program and a one year program? So mm -hmm. I asked questions. And back then you had to go to the library, my friends, if you <laughs> wanted to find information, that's how old Suzanne is. <laughs> and I found school, Dominelli, it was called in Vancouver and it was European based training. It was Sedesco. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, what's this about? So I talked to the director of the school and I said what my intentions were. I really loved teaching. I mean, my first job was a swim instructor. Okay. So I love teaching. <laughs> I've discovered that in an older age. Look at that. You'll see as I go through this. <laughs> uh, long story short, she offered me a position and I had to do some training first. I thought, oh my God, this is so cool. So I 
literally at the time was living in Dawson Creek, BC, which was about 12,000 people. And I gave my two weeks notice, packed up my car and I drove to Vancouver and took this on. And I spent a year with them and discovered I needed more experience to help students. I didn't have enough experience. I, I had the theory. Great. I love teaching that side of it all, but I wanted to give them kind of what we do today. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have it. It was too young. So I recognized that went out in the industry, started, you know, found a job finally and did that. And we'll shorten it from there. I ended up, you know, figuring out what products and stuff. I helped a, an electrolysis business expand into an aesthetics little spa. And that was in new Westminster at the time. That was fun. So it was my first experience of starting from scratch and they had no idea what the background was and they were willing to give it a shot with me. So I really, really tried to hone in on and do my research. I was about 20, 20, 21 at the time, but she had a lot of business background. So I learned a lot from her as well. And then I brought the aesthetic side into it. Long story short, met my husband of today, who was from Edmonton, and we decided to move uh, to Edmonton. He was traveling work-wise, so he was on contracts and stuff like that. So we thought it'd be a good idea to start in Edmonton. He also had a place here. Edmonton's not new to me. I, growing up in Dawson Creek, BC, it was a short drive over, closest kind of big city, had family here. So I'm like, yeah, I, I know it. So let's go. Then from there, I met a lady doing electrolysis. And she was a young mom and was traveling to come to the studio to do electrolysis. And she basically offered me the business to take it over. So I was like, huh, do I do that or not? And, you know, my husband's always been very supportive of all my crazy adventures. So I did, I, I plunged in and started my business and expanded it right away to add aesthetics. And within the first year I had to, you know, bring on staff for support and help. And lucky for me, what, what triggered that, if you want to know, is because of training. My mm -hmm. training I had, especially for electrolysis, like you compare it at the time, I think I had to do 350 hours of electrolysis. Right now, it's still sitting at 40 hours. So it's a huge difference, right? And, and we, didn't, wow. we did not pass the practical until we knew exactly what we were doing. We had to show treatments and mm -hmm. it was a whole practical component, which then led me into schools in Edmonton. And that's kind of how I got involved in schools again, to try to help with the advancement of the electrolysis programs in Edmonton. Did you do like high schools? You mean? No, this is post-secondary. Oh, post-secondary. Okay. Came later. That's another. Ah, okay. It's a long one. Are you guys sitting down? <laughs> so long story short, went from there being in the school, then at the school, again, right place, right time. We were approached if we would be interested in helping bring aesthetics to skills Canada in Alberta. So skills Alberta didn't have it at the time. So myself and a, and a, a good friend, Harmony, she's in the industry. Some of you know her from EIE at the time she was at same school and the high school teacher, oh, I can't remember her name. She's probably well retired by now. So we got together and we brought in the, the high school level for this and the post-secondary level. So I was a part of skills Canada every year for in Edmonton for a few years at the time I was ex then I was expanding my spa I couldn't do the amount I was a judge I helped with it I didn't lead it in any way I just participated you know the cheerleader with pom-poms I was in there I was <laughs> and then they asked if I would be a speaker and that was my first I said I'm sorry what what do you want me to do could you speak about the industry I said well to who and how many people 
well, you know, on, on the Monday, it's going to be students in high school and kind of help them. I'm like, yeah. And what do you think? And they said like a hundred like, with their parents. I said, ah, what? <laughs> and that little voice came in my head and said, it's uncomfortable. Go get on, go get comfortable. And I, I threw myself in my, my friend Harmony was there. I said, oh my God, my nerves were just like, it's, it's tough. Even to the state to talk to people, people don't realize like you just, when you're passionate and you want to deliver something good with good, valuable information, you want to do it well. Right. So that was my first big jump into public speaking, which I can't say I do a lot of, but it was fun. So I did that, I think the following year, and then I had to tap out Sam. So I just, I had no time. Mm -hmm. I had my head full of, you know, I wore too many hats. I was talking about hats, right? So kept my spa for a few years in that time frame. challenge the Sodesco exam. That's how I became Sodesco. There was a, quite a few of us here in Edmonton, 12 of us at the time. So that's how we got started with that. So we'd have a school in Edmonton that was Sodesco level. In that time frame too, we did online, get this, online training. Oh, wow. The theory then. Yep. That was another thing that we dove into. So online training has been around for a very long time. I jumped on that right away. It was so much fun. And in fact, the people with the program, one of the partners did assessing assessments. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you think back, so, oh God, it was so silly. I should have kept that information. It's such valuable. She trained me on how to do like the psychological, psychological side of the industry. And are you a good fit? Are you a good candidate for this industry? Okay. Yeah, spent hours learning. And that's where my first dive in was truly about people and their ways and how they think and learn, interpret. And I just, I love all that stuff. So yeah. And then what happened from there? Oh, yes. What I should mention in that time frame, my husband had his own business. It was a seasonal one. So about April-ish till about the snow falling November, maybe December. Didn't see him a lot. He was a busy man. And then I had my <laughs> business and somewhere in there, two kids came along. So, you know, gosh. And then it was in 2009, I, I sat down and had to really contemplate and think, Hey, what, what do I need to do here? Cause his world wasn't changing. And it really came down to how many hats can I keep wearing? And, mm -hmm. you know, that family decision was the biggest mm -hmm. part of that. Either I was hiring someone, someone was taking over, some sell it, like you name it. It was all sorts of different things. And I did have an opportunity at one point to expand with someone else, which is actually as Tara's significant other at the time with the, <laughs> with the spa. And I really, you know, considered doing it. And I went, wait, but this, I'm not doing the direction I want to go. So I had mm -hmm. to pull back and really think being the director of, you know, was probably going to be about four locations for the spa side, the aesthetic side, even though I know he would have been very supportive to help. And he was saying that, you know, and I said, yeah, I just, I know me, I, I can't mm -hmm. hold back. I couldn't hold back if I tried. So <laughs> I'd had to think about it and say, it's just timing. Mm -hmm. It's just timing in my life. And I got to accept it's not my time. Yeah. So I sold it. That happened really fast. And, you know, everyone said, my husband even said, take a year off. You've had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And what do you want to do? And actually Tara is one that I told, because everyone's saying, oh my God, you're going to drive your family crazy. What are you going to do with yourself? Because I, I was busy, right? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to drive them crazy. What? I'm going to be that. Put it this way. When you work with a lot of clients, you can identify who you don't want to be. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid <laughs> I was going to be that mom. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, that mom, that wife, that friend, that 
you know, daughter, cousin, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really scared. So I, one day I was telling Tara, it's like, I'm, I'm taking cake decorating. She was what? <laughs> and then shortly after I got into fitness, <laughs> I became a fitness instructor. <laughs> uh, I volunteered for the YMCA Northern Alberta at the time for a lot of years. And I still am there, but anyways, yeah, it's a long one guys. And then uh, <laughs> what happened? Oh, so my friend Harmony said, Hey, by the way, I hope you don't mind. I, I passed your number off to a principal. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he said, yeah, he got like, he had received, got her number because of Alberta skills. Mm -hmm. Right. And she, he was looking for someone from the industry that had background in business, the courses, teaching, like you name it, all those things. And she thought of me and it was a brand new program opening up. And at the time it was the first aesthetics only program in a high school level in Alberta. There was a set mixed in a course cosmetology. Were they doing facials? Yes. Right. Waxing. Yes. But he said, absolutely no hair. So again, when you dive into see situations, that was a, a complete dive in because it was a week before school started when we met up. And he says it starts next week. And Did I'm they like, have somebody that backed out or something? They he didn't have anybody yet. And he really was honing, trying to find someone with that background. He had teachers. He could have had teach it for sure, but not with the background like that. So I said, let's Wait to leave it to the last minute though. Like, well, trying, trying. And then, it, you know, fell into his hands this way, right? Like it was, it was just timing. Like, yeah. And I said, okay, listen, I, I've never taught a high school level I've done as young as 17, but they were turning 18 because of post-secondary because mm -hmm. at that time you had to be graduated or close to graduating. I mm -hmm. think, I think they accept younger now, but yeah. And that's how that happened. So the first term, there was a teacher, of course, teacher liaison there that I had to work with. She oversaw it all. And because it wasn't my, well, say, as I say, my first rodeo at putting lesson plans, because I did teach at a school. The only difference was I just had to make sure that it was Alberta learning level and that I covered right. all the bases. So that was fun. I got to learn what teachers do in the background. God bless them. Is mm. all I can say. Oh, yes. So I did it part-time. Gosh, what, and then what happened from there? Uh, I was there for eight years and then I decided, cause now I'm teaching grade nine through 12 and at my age, I'm recognizing that I'm their mother. Right. And now it's like, Ooh, this is getting close to grandma. Not that I'm that old, but to a, a, a grade niner, I'm like a grandma to them. We're old. Yeah. We're old. I know I recognize that. <laughs> so I had to make that decision of, gosh, is this the time? Like maybe I should get them some fresh eyes and someone younger. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all the things that were coming out then I'm like, Oh God, why are you doing this to yourself? That was just my thoughts. And I thought, yeah, yeah I am too old for this, <laughs> this trend <laughs> stuff. And, but it was a lot of fun. I learned so much for them from them. And at the time my kids were, my oldest was just getting into high school. So yeah, I, I'm thankful to have the experience of junior high, high school kids because it helped me see a different light of what my boys were going mm -hmm. through, what they no were kidding. Seeing. Yeah, it was, I'm telling you, I've been blessed. Terrifying. Uh, so just, what it sounds like. <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun and I, you know, I had the freedom to tweak and play with that program. And it was interesting because any, anybody that knows a teacher and in this field, you are on a budget. Mm -hmm. And when we would talk they're like, what's your budget? And I'm going, I have, but I don't know. He's never talked to me about money because I brought the business side into it. Right. So I 
showed him where I was saving money and as an open book, right? So he's like, just do you, Suzanne. Like, I know you've got this because I didn't spend the money. I knew where to go. And of course I went to Tara. Tara, you support schools. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, again, your resource, you got to know your people. Mm-hmm. So he was thankful for that because he didn't know anybody in the industry that way. So I saved them quite a bit of money helping them get that program started. So it's, yeah, it was fun. And then from there, it just led and, you know, talking back and forth, keeping contact with people, I feel like I'm missing something, but that's okay. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, well, gosh, you know, shutdown happened. Yeah. That was a lot and a lot on people. Mm-hmm. And it gave me time to look at what I wanted to do too. My life was different then. I could have continued in the education and contract work. I, oh, sorry, I did do that. I forgot that part. I did work mm-hmm. with other spas and did presentations and, and events for people. How to run the business that had the wow factor I created way back. Can't remember the year I did that. And in there too, I did work actually for Tara back then, helping with education on a contract level. And then COVID happened, shut down, you know, talking with Tara and, and other people too in the industry. And then it came up one day, you know, and they said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, and you know, of course, Fatty and Tara, like, well, you could come here. And I said, well, I'm looking for full-time right now. My husband won't let me retire. He's so mean. I'm just kidding. You're way too young. You're way too young. I'm like, am I though? I don't know. COVID taught me that I could just stop. Didn't you take a year off and did a bunch of stuff in that year off? He probably knew you weren't going to retire. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I did actually on that time, I was very involved in fitness and creative fitness program with a good friend of mine. We worked together in a business and did online training. Yes, we did. So yes, I don't stop. It's all. So yeah. And then it came up, we chatted and, and I said, Hey, if this is something you're looking at. And Tara was telling me about the industry, how much has changed. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, she's got too many hats on herself. She can't keep up to help people. And she felt like, I really just want to help people. And it, she just couldn't do it all. And so I said, well, if you guys are interested, I, I need full time and, you know, think about it and we'll talk later. And then it was like, I think that was in the spring of 2022. But again, we've, we had talked about this numerous times guys over the years, but then they came going. Yeah. It was an ongoing for years and years. I've known them since, well, when did they open Dolce 2000? And I think so. Something like that. So I've known Fatty, yeah. I met Fatty back then. So it's yeah. been an ongoing thing, always talking. Right. Yeah. And then one day I was in chatting and she goes, so are you, where are you at with things? And I said, well, no, I know I'm, I'm not going to be continuing doing what I'm doing. I don't know where that lands, but I'm not too worried. I'll figure it out. And then she goes, well, we should talk. And I said, sure. And I said, let's talk in the fall. And, and, and it gives you a chance to think about the direction you want to take your business right on, on this side Mm -hmm. of education. What do you really need? Am I the right fit? Right. and, And we sat there. So it wasn't a fast decision by either party, us or them. It took time to really connect and, and we chatted after and, and then it turned into, okay, well, I'd really like you to be the director of mm-hmm. education training for us. And, you know, they know what I can bring to the table and, and they've let me run with it for a while. I mean, we're always talking back and forth, as you know, Doreen, mm-hmm. you're involved with us too, <laughs> and trying to find the right direction and how in the end, really, I know their integrity. I know their purpose. I know their reasoning. Yes. In the end, everyone's, you know, you're running a business and you mm-hmm. need to make money. Absolutely. That's everyone. That's you guys listening right now, but you can do it with integrity. 
right? Yeah. I think that's a big part of like how it happened was, you know, I think, I think we were all shocked that it actually worked out finally after all these years. Here I am. Nice. Yeah. And I think too, like with the education, like with beauty cult developing some of the training. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, furthering professional development for already certified estheticians. But I think that in the past, you know, and more so as everything has gone online, like there are so many ways that you can get certified and still not really have that knowledge. And I know Tara's shared with me times when people have come in like really lost and needing, you know, having been certified. I know one of them was like microblading because I had I had my certification with microblading. And I remember her calling and asking questions because somebody had a course in somebody's basement and was really unsure. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I think that is also part of something that we try to do is just encourage. It doesn't matter where you take your education, as long as it's, you know, a dedicated facility with, you know, like educators who have the experience and there's substance to it, right? Um, Knowing where you're doing your training, because I think that helps elevate the work that we all do. And it doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. one client getting a bad experience because whoever did them wasn't properly trained. It really shines a negative light on us all. Yeah. And so I think we're trying to also spread that message too, right? Yeah. So any, for training. <laughs> yes, anyone we involve ourselves with is, well, they're interviewing us and we're interviewing them, right? Yeah. Some people I already know, but there's some new people I've been meeting and we collaborate and talk and, and try to bring in, like if we bring in an educator to help us with something, it's, I, we recognize their level of experience and what they can bring. And we're always trying to up that ante. But, you know, it's like, you know, that terrain with some of the programs that we're doing, we're not truly in competition with anyone else. We're truly just here to serve those that recognize what we will bring to the educational piece to this. And really, I want to set them up. That's my goal. If you're taking something from us, whether it's a masterclass, an online program, whatever it may be, it's, you're going to leave with some confidence, like you, you Mm -hmm. need something that you know, you're doing well, and focus. So I really do. Again, from all the courses I I I took, I didn't even talk about the amount of courses, I swear to God, I have Mm -hmm. a degree in something, maybe even a master's, I don't know. (laughs) Right? If I add it all up. Yeah. Yeah, I took a lot of people training things like a lot about teaching and learning and how brains, how people work and think. Mm -hmm. So I bring that to, I bring that to when I teach, like in the high school level, I have to give myself a pat on the back. Cause here I was, I was teaching and yes, the qualified certified teacher with the degree was involved, but she didn't do any of the teaching. She let me teach it all. Mm-hmm. I just showed her what I was doing, my lesson plans and all that. She's like, well, you got this go. And then I had people come to me, other teachers and ask me, how did I get through to so-and-so because that's the ticket right that I think is the whole part is how did you get through students struggling whatever it may be you know I was really happy that students say oh good morning Mrs. Diaz walking down the hall and I forget one teacher looked at me she goes how'd you manage that (laughs) and I looked and said I don't know what do you mean and I didn't understand I honestly didn't understand I I didn't realize Mm. that teachers some teachers had a difficult time connecting to students because I've never been in the classroom that Mm -hmm. way. Right. 
And, you know, they're knowledgeable, they take all these trainings. And then one, it was the counselor that said to me, you know, Suzanne, you just managed to put the puzzle together. The tools are there. It's mm-hmm. like you managed how to do it and you read and you help these students and I want them to be successful and bring that confidence level. And I didn't know then until I started in the high school, that's like, oh, that's what I do to people. I help them find the good, like I bring that out in themselves. I look for the, the qualities or the potential, I guess is the mm-hmm. word, their potentials. And I'm really honest about it. You know, I think, you know, you can call it, it's coaching. You know, I did coaching yeah. courses. Like it did, you know, it's, it's so many things in that aspect and really sitting back and analyzing and learning. And I think that's what helped me be successful in the spa industry too, is because really I became a chameleon. I still honored myself and my values and what Mm. I believe in for sure. But I really looked at who was, who's in front of me, whether it was a staff, a client, a potential, a teacher, a product representative, whoever it may be. I really just looked at who's this person in front of me. And yeah, it's a huge part of if you're going to want to teach people, you can deliver, anyone can give a program and teach it, Mm -hmm. but are you, are they getting it? And every year, actually in school, every semester, I had a new group of kids and I'm telling you, it was uh, grade nine, 30 to 35 kids. Grade 10 would be a bigger number because again, it's the first year they want to try it Mm -hmm. Uh, anywhere from, again, the high numbers of 28 to 35 kids in there. And I literally would every semester, every term go, okay, who are these kids? I didn't know them. It was their first time coming into the school, right? Grade nine, grade 10 kind of thing. So I had to look at who, who is this person and how do I get this program in their heads so that they see value in it? You know, first question at first day, Hey, put your hands up. Who wants to be an esthetician when they leave high school? It'd be probably none of them. Yeah. At the time, I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. But I would always hone into why or how it could potentially help you in your future. Mm-hmm. To be a nurse, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a teacher, you want to be a stay at home mom. Like it's all good, but look at the value that it brings. And it was really about connecting with people and talking. And, you know, what high school kids, especially grade nine and 10, want to start touching each other. Oh yeah. No kidding. Oh, they did not. They were like, what? And somehow I found a way. So it was really interesting to, you know, I'm like, wow, I I actually could do this. He actually, the counselor said, you know, you should have been a teacher. You should have gone to school, like done this. And I said, oh, good Lord. I don't know if I could do it full-time. No amount of energy. I, I, I really sincerely put everything on the table and really tried hard. And I don't think I could have survived that on a full-time level. Yeah. For sure. And I recognize that at my age now, I wouldn't have recognized that then. So they call it the burnout because that's what teachers do. Yeah. Right. So you look at if they're truly passionate, what they want to do, they're, they're giving a lot of themselves. Mm-hmm. I had some great conversations with teachers. And like I said, COVID was tough. I, I reached out to some that was gone by then. I said, how are you doing? And I go, mm-hmm. oh my God, and this is high school. I can't even imagine elementary. Yeah. You know, it's like in junior high, all of it, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, meeting people, talking to people. It's yeah. My God, it's crazy. That's, I don't know what other journey I probably have more I've missed, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, where we're going with, with the episodes (laughs) and we don't have it all planned out is the, the honest truth, but I think we will continue to bring on guests to bring different perspectives, different ways of doing things in the industry. And we really want to do 
listener Q and A's. So we're really encouraging our listeners to ask questions <laughs> so yeah. we can, so we can know what, what is, what are the questions out there? It's really important to know we're bringing topics to the forefront based from clients and students that you've encountered and trends that are happening, but we do want to hear from our listeners too. Absolutely. Yes. Can't wait to hear it. And it's always underneath. You can always send an email if you'd like, or yeah. fill the form, whatever works for you. Or some of you have actually stopped by, which is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> so, and I always ask if they don't know about the podcast, I introduce it to them, but then I always say, Hey, can I use this question that you've asked me on the podcast? And do you want a shout out for that? Or do we keep it? And they're like, no, no, no. Everyone's so scared about being on camera, I think. And I find that interesting. It's mm -hmm. like, you're not going to be on camera technically. Like you're going to see us, but it's just yeah. audio. audio questions, questions too. You don't have to put your name. Oh yeah, no. You just sure. know that you don't want your name. I always yeah. just have fun with it. You know yeah. that if you're uncomfortable, start mm -hmm. to get comfortable. So I play with, I, I always <laughs> have fun. You know me. All That's right. great. Well, thank okay. you. Well, we'll wrap it up for today. We will be back with another episode and look out for those Q and A's. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks guys. Thanks Dream. Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble. 